0: Welcome back to the captain's run. Julian De Stoop filling in for Kane Corns, who's having a couple of weeks off after a big footy season and a big trade period. Now, big day in the States yesterday, NBA draft day, and uh, big day for Australia as well on a couple of fronts. So let's catch up with Olgan Ulich from ESPN, uh, one of the great uh, basketball writers in this country. Olgan, uh, thanks so much for your time. Let's start uh, with Josh Green, picked up at number 18 by the Dallas Mavericks, uh, listening to one of his former coaches on with breakfast this morning. He believes that's a great fit for Josh. Just tell us about that move for him and uh, what sort of player he is.
1: So I think it's it's almost a perfect move for him. You know, you look at that Mavericks team and they have Luka Doncic, they have Kristaps Porzingis. So, you know, that they have these two guys who you know are going to be their ball-dominant players and in comes someone like Josh Green who, you know, he, he might get a decent run at least to start off because of the way he plays. He's a 3-and-D guy. He stretches the floor and can shoot it that's a part of his game that he's getting better and he's probably he's right, widely regarded as one of the better defenders especially one of the better perimeter defenders in this draft class and so he has the potential to go into that lineup play on the wing and, and fill the lane for, you know alongside someone like Luka Doncic who we know is you know one of the best players in the world and at 18 as well the number 18 it was, it was earlier than a lot of us thought he'd go but it's probably you know right in the range um, and you know it's i think the perfect fit for him.
0: So you think he could get, in terms of his first season, what, what sort of role will he play in that team, do you think?
1: Look, so so the Mavericks traded for Josh Richardson and they still have Tim Hardaway Jr. on their books. And so I think their starting lineup is relatively set. I can see Josh Green coming off the bench and having a, a significant role for that team. Think of what Matisse Thiebel did for the, the Philadelphia 76ers last season. He, he has a similar game to, to Thiebel where he can stretch the floor and he's just a lockdown defender. Um, and so, you know, I think we'll see Josh be, you know, an energy guy off the bench for that team. And I wouldn't be surprised if he if he gets to those games where he plays 15 minutes because of his ability to guard.
0: And obviously, well, Lamelo Ball's played in Australia, so we're claiming him already, Aussie Lomelo. Uh pick, th- <laughs> pick three to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, is that what you're expecting? Obviously, it's a nice little, I guess, a side story or backstory, given what his old man said about Michael Jordan as well. But ha- what, what were you feeling when uh, his name was read out with pick three?
1: Look, that, that was right about where we thought he'd go. You know, if we're assuming that those first three teams, if those picks weren't traded, they, they would pick for fit. And so Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves made a lot of sense because they needed someone on the wing. They already had a point guard and a big man. The next pick was James Wiseman because the Warriors did need a big man. And so the next logical thing was for the Hornets to pick the best available player. That was Lamelo Ball. As far as his fit on that thing, you know, he'll go in and I fully expect that that coaching staff to put the ball in his hands and sort of just let him run with it, right? They have Terry Rozier and they have Devontae Graham, both really solid players. But I, I think if you're going to go all in on a player and focus on your next few years, you'd rather go all in on someone with, like Romello Ball who has such a high ceiling. He can pass the ball really incredibly. He does have some deficiencies he needs to improve on, but because his potential is so high, you know, you'd know, you rather just go all in on that than focus on Terry Rozier, who's like a 20-something and probably not the future of your franchise. So as far as Lamelo going somewhere where he will be the face of that franchise, I think Charlotte's the perfect spot.
0: You mentioned the high ceiling there. So I guess it's a bit of an obvious question. I mean, he's gone pick three in the NBA draft, and there was talk he could go pick one. But but how good can Lamelo be?
1: So, you know, think of what he did in the NBL. He averaged 17 seven and seven, around that sort of range, which is really incredible to do in the NBL, which is maybe a top five league in the world, right? So he's proven himself to an extent against pros. When you look at his frame, he's, you know, six foot seven, a a really solid athlete. He passes the ball really well. Um, And then when you think of the potential in that ceiling, you look at his deficiencies. And so he wasn't a great shooter when he was here. He never demonstrated that. And he also wasn't a good defender. And so when you look at potential, a lot of scouts will look at, does he have the potential to be a good defender? Well, his frame and his athleticism would lead you to believe that maybe he does. Um, he has demonstrated, you know, the you know to be able to shoot the ball in a streaky fashion. He's very much a streaky shooter. So can they, like the Pelicans did with Lonzo, sort of tighten up that shot and make him more consistent from downtown? It's very possible. And so when you when you talk about ceiling, that's what you're doing. You're, you're refining those sorts of, part of parts of his game. And because he's a, he's a big point guard, you know, He's a guy who you can't put the ball in his hands and he can't go out there and make mistakes and, and that means that he can learn from those mistakes and get better. And I think that's what Michael Jordan and the Hornets are sort of hoping for.
0: RJ Hampton was another player we saw in the NBL playing for New Zealand. Were you a bit surprised he slid down to pick 24?
1: I was surprised he slipped that low. You know, his range was always interesting. It was maybe between 10 and 20 in my mind going in. Um, but it, it was it was a weird draft too. You know, a lot of those picks in the 20s were being traded or at least being shopped. And so to see someone like him who, you know, Ajay Hatton doesn't really fit in any mold, right? He's a, he's a unique guy. He's a, you know, is he a point guard. Is he a shooting guard. How well can he shoot it? Guys haven't, you know, NBA scouts haven't really seen enough of that. And so it doesn't, it didn't completely surprise me that he, had he fell uh, to an extent. It surprised me that he fell that much. But, you know, going into the draft, I, I looked at the Nuggets as a team that could have used someone like Josh Green. And I think there are some similarities between Josh Green and RJ Hampton. So I, I think the Nuggets are a really good fit for him too. He can go in and, and be a guy who can play multiple positions off the bench for that team.
0: Were you surprised Green got picked up before RJ Hampton?
1: You know, it's, when you look at the mock drafts across the board, you, you would be surprised. But from the NBA scouts I spoke to, I, I spoke to a few who had, from teams who had picked in the 20s and they were not confident that Josh Green was going to be there when they were gonna pick. And so when when I, I gathered my intel, there were a lot of teams were really high on Josh Green. Some teams had him in their their, their lottery, right? And so there was a, a group of scouts who were really high on him and, and thought he had the ability to be a good NBA starter. And so I uh, am I surprised based on, you know, the, the public perception of mock drafts and whatnot, sure. But from speaking to people, I'm I'm not completely, you know, Startled by it. You know, it, it does make sense. There's, there's some reasoning there.
0: Obviously, it's great for the NBL to have Lamelo and RJ Hampton playing this season. And there's, just take us through what this means for the league. And obviously, we're going to see a few others uh, in the competition next season as well that uh, coming over from the US.
1: I think it's 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 awesome for the league because when it was happening, you know, it was the adjacent effect that it had. Right? It was just it was the fact that when Lamelo ball. Played against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, the NBA scouts who are watching Lamelo Ball also get a good look at Mitch Creek, right? And it was that sort of you know flow over effect that was really the, the value in this league. Um, put us, and, and that's just putting aside the fact that crowd numbers were up, and um, you know the online streaming numbers were also you know really incredible. When it comes to this season and what it means for the guys this year, I think immediately someone like Josh Giddy who is out of Melbourne? He's playing. He's going to play for the Adelaide 36ers. Had some really good hitouts in the 36ers preseason game. And if you're looking at him as a potential comparison with Lamelo, you know their games aren't too dissimilar. You look at what Lamelo did in the NBL and, and he was able to become the top three pick. If Josh Giddy can do something relatively similar to Lamelo Ball, and Josh Giddy is you know a better defender and and a, a bigger guy. He's six foot eight then you think if if Namelo can do that and be the number three pick, if Josh Giddy does something close to it, what pick can he be? So I think having that context there is really important for NBA teams to look at.
0: Uh, Is it right uh, the Warriors, one of their second-round picks, Justinian Jessup, will be playing in Australia next season?
1: That's true. So I spoke to a source late last night who said that Justinian was in quarantine when he heard the news, obviously, that he was going to be drafted by the Golden State Warriors. And and I'm told that he will remain in Australia. He's he's signed with the NBL's Hawks. Um, The expectation was that he would sign uh, with the hope of a team drafting him so they can stash him, right? Teams draft and stash all the time. And so that was almost a valuable part of, you know, his recruitment where a team knows that they can sign him and he's already stashed somewhere pretty reliable, which is the Hawks. And so the the expectation, and it's, it's what Justin is going through now, is he will remain stashed for the Hawks, and so I, if you're in Wollongong, don't don't worry. He got drafted by the Warriors, but he will be playing for you guys.
0: And just a couple of the Australians that nominated yesterday that didn't get drafted. One of those was Sam Frolling. What does that mean for them? What what's next for them?
1: So basically, they go back to just being really good pros. And so Sam Frolling is one of them. He plays for the Hawks as well. Quatnoi was another. He plays for the Cairns fans And. So they didn't get drafted. It's not the end of the world. You know, they can still, let's say next year, they can try the summer league circuit, right? They can still go into the G League if they want, if they want to be closer to the NBA. You know, NBA scouts who, who were looking at them, they're still looking at those guys. Just because the guy doesn't get drafted, that doesn't mean the NBA dream is over. You know, we, we've seen, you know, players like Joe Eagles do that sort of thing. Aaron Baines didn't get drafted. He, he went to the NBA out of Europe. And so that's what these guys are going to do, just continue, like continually, forge a, a pro career prove themselves and, and then try to try to get in there as a free agent
0: and just finally before we let you go do you do you put a line through the Golden straight state warriors now given the injury to clay thompson the seriousness of that injury does that does that rule them out from being a contender
1: it's 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 really early to say but it probably does rule them out from being a title contender i you know they're trying to make a move now for, for kelly uber for kelly Oubre, and so they, they will still have pieces, right? They, have, they still have Steph Curry. They have Draymond Green. They just drafted James Wiseman. So there are really good pieces there, and I, I think those pieces are good enough to make a decent playoff run. Um, without Clay, though, you know, arguably you know, one of the best shooters of all time and, and a really good two-way shooting guy, it, it's really tough to see them going all the way. It, it's, it's really unfortunate, but that's just the reality now.
0: Yeah, really supporting. Great player to watch, uh, Clay Thompson. Olgen, uh, thanks for your insights after a big day at the NBA draft yesterday. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Olgan Ulich from ESPN chatting about the NBA draft. Now, I was waiting for this one to come through on the temper text once we started talking basketball. All playing for the Larry O'Brien trophy, Julian. I'm sure you remember seeing that. Cheerio to Aaron Baines and Paddy Mills, of course, my two great mates uh, from the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, jump on the line, 1300 736 736. Uh, we'll play JDS's quiz after the break.